Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Jenny Joblin is the creative director and boss businesswoman behind NZ Streetwear brand Federation and sister label Somekind. Jenny studied fashion when she left school and worked in the industry before launching Federation 19 years ago. Jenny has carried Federation through life changes, making big sacrifices and showing huge strength to continue the powerhouse business for two decades. We are so lucky to have Jenny share her story and boss knowledge on the Self Love Club podcast. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the Self Love Club podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm good and it's a pleasure. Yeah, and we're matching. We're in the same federation jacket. Yes. Yay. Hey, um, thank you so much for being here. Um, now, I know a lot about what you do, but tell everyone who you are and like what you do. Day to day, I'm creative director of federation and some kind, and that involves also running, being the the boss of it and running the staff and everything in the mix of that so along fe- with being a mum and yeah, yeah all the other things federation is like your business though it's your baby you yeah. created it right yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. what's yeah. it like having such a cool brand that you've like obviously had for a long time now yeah I think it's um I every day I do feel super blessed that I do something I love and I think that was the thing from being super young I knew I wanted to do something in clothing apart yeah from a slight detour of a few months of thinking of being a lawyer or something. <laughs> yeah, so th- I guess that's a rad thing and it's a kind of an expression of me and a lot of my artwork and the prints and, yeah, so it, I guess that's been part of the the time we've done it that's had that similar signature, which is literally my handwriting across the brand, which is cool. Yeah, did you? Is that your handwriting? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Now, have you always – did you – so you say that you wanted to work in clothing, but did you know from a young age what you wanted to do or did you sort of just work it out as you went on? Um, well, my mum literally taught me to sew when I was only like maybe five or six. So it was always a big part of, um, I guess, my spectrum of skills, <laughs> Yeah, being able to sew and – for Christmas, my brother and I, she'd make us outfits and we'd get to choose our own transfer to go on them. So, yeah, it was always being creative and I guess it was early seeds of designing ranges in a way. So, yeah, yeah, so through school were you quite creative and into art and things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, arts definitely and being creative, having some form of outlet has always been super important to me. And yeah, when I was 11, that's probably my coolest um, art accolade still to date the art teacher sent off a painting to some world thing and I got a bronze medal from a, I don't know, someone, you know from an 
Asian country for this painting. So that was kind of so cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and a flag. Oh, <laughs> how exciting. So when you so when you left school, what did you do? Um so yeah, I and after I decided that um, being a lawyer wasn't for me, my sixth form grades were fine to get me into a fashion degree. So that was just great. Um, so I thought the appeal of um, being able to wear mufti at school was like not that exciting because I don't know what they think you're going to wear if you're not at school. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And the, yeah, the pool wasn't there. So I left and did a few months working in um, in a, a clothing. At that stage, it was um, I, like yeah, a long time ago, and there were more like these third-person companies that used to kind of be the middleman between a lot of New Zealand companies and China manufacturing. So I worked there for six months, and then started doing my fashion degree. And did you study in Auckland? Yeah, yeah, I was at AUT, and yeah. I did yeah the fashion degree there. Yeah, so. where did you grow up? Um, oh, that's a bit of a complicated um, question, just because my dad was in the Air Force, so. Yeah, so I was born in Auckland, so literally like here, right here. <laughs> yeah. And then when I was only six weeks old, we moved to Singapore for three years and then came back to Wellington, then Fielding, Wellington again, and then, yeah, and then Auckland. So Yeah, so you would have changed schools a lot. Yeah, 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 I did. Every few years I found myself at the front of a classroom being introduced as the new kid, But which in hindsight, as awful as it was, you know, um, it does teach you amazing skills and being able to adapt and yeah, meet new people. Do you think that's helped you like in a business sense and just in life as well, like being able to be the new person and have to meet new people all the time? Yeah, I think one of the things I'm I'm really proud of myself about that I do things that frighten me and I do things that make me feel uncomfortable. Um, I don't let that be an excuse to not do something, you know. I'm, yeah, and I think you're right. It must be from that. Feeling, and I think once you live through enough of enough things in your life that are hard, but you live through them, right? And you realise you've actually grown through the process, then yeah, it does encourage you more to give things a go. And I hope, yeah, I hope that people listening feel encouraged in that. That feeling awkward is we all feel awkward, so yeah, don't yeah. let that be an excuse. To not yeah, that's really good advice. I think sometimes we doubt how like strong we can be. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is so yuck. I can't do this. And then you do it and you're like, well, I actually did that, you know? Yeah, totally. And it's good to be proud of yourself when you do it too. Take that moment and go, oh, wow, you know, actually have that um, reflection instead yeah. of just, yeah. yeah. What did you do? So when you studied, what did you do after you finished your study? Where did you go work or what did you do? Um, so while I was studying, I did a, um, I worked retail and also at um, Les Mills Gym on reception. And um, which was also another, I think I'm, when I hire staff that have come from a university degree, I always try and hire staff that have done part-time jobs because I think in those part-time jobs, apart from the fact of juggling more than just, you know, study, it, you learn a lot of skills mm. as well. And then I worked, oh, and while I was studying as well, I worked in Carol Walker workroom as a, uh, yeah, like a sewing assistant and buttons and all kinds of bits, which was really cool. And then when I finished, I worked for um, Workshop Helen Cherry, RCM, as design assistant. And, yeah, so that's my pre-Federation life in a little nutshell. You've done heaps. That's a, like some big names in, in New Zealand fashion. And then so when you went to create your own brand, how did that all happen? Um, I guess it was basically just an expression of the clothing that I liked and the market I kind of understood at the time. At the time, I was quite involved um, in that kind of skateboarding site that skateboarding market with um yeah with the person I co-founded who's my ex-husband Nick we were we had kind of had this expression of like high skate at the time which was 
yeah, kind of an expression of what we wore. And that at, then streetwear was um, a lot of colour and kind of Teflon pants and it was all a little bit scary. Sometimes even involved a whistle. So, <laughs> so the term streetwear wasn't, yeah, had different um, – brought up different images than it does today. So today I'm comfortable with streetwear. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Well, it was sort of when, like, we were seeing a few different, like, of those labels, you know, like streetwear sort of things coming through because you'd gone from obviously, like, more, what would you call the others, like, more, oh, I don't know, like, what kind of fashion was that? I guess it was, yeah, it was just a more fashion. and Yeah. And I think still um, that both those brands have a really beautiful street element, but, it, yeah, I guess um, I was really aware of where I felt um, how I dressed kind of sat and it was definitely a little bit more casual. Yeah, so. I agree with you. I think well, streetwear is huge these days. Like it's a lot more casual, you know, like we can wear sneakers out, like we can wear streetwear out. It's not as formal, which I agree. I, I don't – I never really enjoyed like dressing up that much. It just feels yeah. a bit, I don't know, weird. Yeah, my I can only do like two hours max in heels. To oh, <laughs> I used to live in heels, and now they're just the worst idea yeah. ever. I'm like, give me some sneakers any day. Yeah, that's so true. And I love, I do. That's my favorite thing in um, an aesthetic is a bit of that juxtaposed of sneakers with something dressier. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So, um, so early days of Federation, you it's grown so much. I mean, I remember Federation and and what it is now, like what you what you guys have and your and your label and all the different clothes. It's grown so much, and it's like your stuff's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's um, it's cool. I think because we ultimately start each season with what we want to wear, and because we've got such a amazing vault of history of the brand and different things, it's a really easy place to start. You know, like so we'll still have. Um, staples through our range, like what we're wearing, these leather jackets that we don't really want to change, or yeah, and then obviously all different things of yeah of um, the seasons and beautiful fabrics that we source that we can mix in with it. And yeah. yeah, how does that process work for you? Like, how do you go about like sourcing? You do, I see you do trips and things. Like, how does that process work for you when you're coming up with each season? Um, we do. We go to China twice a year, which involves going to like a massive fabric markets. That's, I guess, kind of the size of Sylvia Park, and but like eight stories high, and just all different fabrics. So uh, that's a really cool place to start because you do see so many different fabrics. Or, um, and so that kind of coupled with, I'll do some illustrations and get a feel for what, you know, something crazy in my brain that I think would be a fun idea for the collection and then yeah so coupling those things together kind of starts us off and then you know with having like key category categories like our t-shirts and jeans and you know then we just fill in the gaps. I've seen as well in your store the girls were showing me that you have like these paintings of yours so a lot of your ideas are you do you paint sort of print ideas and things down before you come up with them or is it how you is it a process for you yeah yeah and um like three years ago I did an exhibition which was really really cool because it was good to come out from just the brand and do a bit more of my art and I do try and do a little bit here and there which um yeah to be honest it's a big passion of mine painting I love being able to have things on a medium like canvas or but yeah I definitely do that I'll do and it's so cool with um with um, the fact that you can like spray paint a canvas and then turn that into a, like a yardage print, you know, do repeats of it or something as simple as 
just I'll just do some writing. Yeah. Some cool Posca pens or something and scan it in and but um yeah, and, and turn it into a print. But um I did actually have got an order an iPad with one of the little pens. So Oh that's a good idea. That's a big move for me, right? Yeah. Like I normally just draw everything and scan it, but that's look so at cool. me, all two thousand and eighteen. No, but I think it's cool, <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think it's cool that you're doing it and you know, like it's literally your writing, your drawing, mm. um, which we end up seeing on prints and things. Yeah, yeah. So when did you start Federation? Um, 2000. Wow, that's yeah. 18 years. Yeah, yeah. And how is it, like, what's what's it been like for you seeing it grow over these 18 years? I'm sure there's been some challenges along the way, obviously, yeah. with, like, you know, founding it with your ex-husband and now you're doing it with your current husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds so crazy, right? <laughs> no, like, I think it's it's like, yeah, like, what have yeah. been, what's it been like watching it grow and those big changes? Yeah, I think that um, it's just the journey of life and, I actually really like aging. Like I'm 40 now, which I'm super stoked with. And I think that's one of the things that I wish you could get your head around when you're younger, but you just can't until you've lived longer, right? That life is in these chapters and it's one chapter, you know, start and another one closes and it all just makes up the story of your life. And yeah, so as, yeah, I guess that that's the thing, Federation, I didn't really expect it to be so attached to me. I obviously a few years ago, there was that stage where I really, was ready to kind of walk away, if you want me to be honest, and I was exhausted and it was just everything had kind of turned to crap for that period of time. And, yeah, and yet you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and making the best decisions you can with the best team you can have around you. And then, yeah, suddenly, yeah, it's just better than ever and I'm super stoked. What made you not give up on it and walk, not walk away from it? Um, I think it's it was the fact that, like I literally had only a few weeks maternity leave with each of my children and although I've always like, it, from, on saying that, they were still with me but at work, you know, so mm. I wasn't apart from them. But I think I just had, yeah, we had just just a bit of a whirlwind of it all and, yeah, and just um, so when it kind of came to it and I want, and I obviously I'm more than the brand and I was like, okay, I'm ready for something else. And, and then, yeah, just from people around me and, the public and just a lot of amazing support. I realised just exactly what Federation had become and what it had become to also a lot of New Zealanders and their kind of, yeah, exactly what you said, their story and they're part of what streetwear has become over the last couple of decades. So it made me kind of go, no, let's do this and I want to do this. And Good. I feel like it, yeah, it just it gave me a whole lot of um, new life for it and, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Was that probably one of the worst parts for you in terms of, like, your business and, and for you as, a, as personally as well? Was that a really rough spot? Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was, yeah. I'm pleased when you can look back on things, right, and go, I'm pleased that's over. But at the same time, it, yeah, it was just a sequence of events that made it kind of inevitable, I think. And, yeah, I'm just pleased that it's worked out how it has and obviously at a massive personal cost to myself and my um, mentally and financially. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day you realise that things are just things and, you know, and it's such a cool thing to be able to go through a time and not hold things too tightly and then you can rebuild and, yeah, there's always tomorrow. How did you manage to do that? I think a lot of the time, whether it be personally or, like, professionally from a business, having to rebuild, whether it be financially or whatever, how did you manage to do that? Because a lot of people would probably find that quite inspiring. Yeah, I think um, just get a really good plan and have good people around you. So when I um, knew that, okay, let's do this 2.0 and we, I've got an advisory board 
that um and we just had a meeting this morning actually and it's um and yeah so I've got people who balance me and in my brain and in my I guess in my soul I always believe that things are going to be okay and I think that if you can manage to have that belief that yeah this is where I'm at right now but you know I'm not going to stay here I'm going to try and transition through it then you can yeah just put the steps in place and the measures like that's one thing like I now I've just before I wasn't so all over the finance side of the company we had other people but now even though we've got an amazing financial controller I check the bank every day I've got a constant running P&L spreadsheet on my desktop and you know I'm just a lot more aware because if you can see okay and maybe our sales are down for this bit in advance and you can make changes and try and work out gaps and instead of going oh no this is where we're at go okay well this is where we're at how are we gonna make up this gap or yeah just keep thinking and yeah and just believing and have goals and yeah. Did I mean I think for a lot of creatives as well, did you sort of focus a lot more on the creative side and then and I think it's amazing that you're managing to juggle like the financial business side and the creative side. Like yeah. was that quite a skill for you to learn or did it kind of like come naturally once you started doing it? I think that um one of the things I've seen through the years are if, if people don't have someone to balance them and they're a creative person in their business, it's not I don't think it it's yeah, it'll be so much harder. Your business has to be those kind of really strong four pillars that then make up a steady base, right? Because if you're creative as anything, you're probably going to be way too creative with the numbers, and you know it's yeah. just all yeah. So I feel like I've always had a, a really good team around me, and I've and no matter what, if you if you decide to go into business as opposed to just being a designer, you are going to have to you have to get a business brain and you know, and learn exactly what it takes and, yeah, put all those things in place. For people that would, you know, would like to get into business, whether it be with fashion or, like, what would be some of your advice to starting doing it? I think um, get skilled. So make sure that you are good at what you want to do. And um, and then, yeah, just make, yeah, get don't just rush into it because I think once you start a business, like I always thought in my head, when we started, I was like, I want it to be this and I want it to come across like this straight away, not like me. Like literally I was sewing the sample ranges myself, but I didn't want it to seem like that. We wanted it to look, you know, like an amazing mm. international brand that we believed it would be. So, and just do all the work in the background first. Like I'd love to say that um, I have a running business plan, but I don't right now, but I have a lot in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we did a five-year plan when we started and, I think we hit it all in like 18 months. And wow. Then, yeah. But I think you've always got to have a vision and know what you want to do, but it's not always going to be as regimented as when you start, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah, if you don't have, yeah, like goals and some aspirations for the company and also personally, I think then it's easy to forget what, yeah, forget why you're doing what you're doing. So yes, I think a good vision and focus is super important. And I guess with like 18 years down in your business, like you probably, you know how it works. You like intuitively will know what works for you and for your business. So you'll, yeah, you'll sort of be able to go with it as it happens, right? Yeah, that's so true. And I still think aspects, like I still find like um, hiring staff quite hard and things because people are always so good in interviews right but yeah so some things like that I always find interviews so hard like I don't know like they are one of the hardest things ever job interviews there's so much pressure or something I don't know what it is yeah I I guess that's the thing right so there's yeah and you're there trying to gauge as an employer 
exactly things and yeah, yeah. it's all hectic right and when it's your, a better way to do it yeah <laughs> I know it's so weird um I think especially like with your brand which you're so passionate and you have a clear vision of I guess for you hiring staff you want to make sure that they understand that and like they're on the same page as you, which is kind of hard. Like you don't know until someone's working with you sometimes. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it's um, important that it's not a negative if it's something, you know, if one of the st- if you hire someone and it doesn't fit either way, I think that that's a good thing to realise as well. And uh, we've got such an amazing team of people, as you know. And yeah, that has been, and it's a bit fluid, like people aren't going to stay with you necessarily for, for 18 years or even 10 really these days. Probably, and that's okay too. So, yeah. Yeah. What have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned having a business for that long? Like, it's a huge achievement. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, biggest lessons. I think that just to always keep perspective that it is a business and it has to tick boxes and make sure you've got all those things in place, like really good reporting, and then and then um, and then that balance thing, like. I don't believe there's a perfect work-life balance. Like some days it's more life, other days more work. And I think if try, in trying to create um, create this perfection, sometimes that would be way more stressful than just being a bit busy sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's important and appreciating your friends and people around you and having lots of fun is super important too. Yeah. Um, like So when it started, we, where were you selling? Were you just literally selling your stuff yourselves? Because now you would be in a lot of stores everywhere. Uh, no, no, I like so, – so we um, always have had quite a strong wholesale model. So that means like say, for example, we're designing next summer now and we'll sell that in February, March for August delivery. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah, Got yeah, you. yeah. So I sewed the sample ranges and then we went and sold it. So wow. it is really cool to be able to get that forecast of sales. And so you were selling it into other stores. Yeah, yeah. So from yeah. quite because I know that you do that have done that for a long time. So you were doing that from quite early on. From yeah, straight away. Wow, yeah. well so done. So we like hit the country, and and yeah, people just so picked up on like just stores. chose our favorite store in each town, and it, basically everyone was just amazing the response. And oh my goodness, yeah, I thought it might have taken it. No, that's incredible because yeah. yeah, to even get into those big you know those big like street wall surfwear yeah. stores can be quite a yeah it's yeah um yeah I guess. It was so cool to see the range that we'd put together that we loved be received so well. And then after like 18 months, we did um, Fashion Week and the New Generation show. And then we got picked up by a couple of really cool um, stores. And one of them was Selfridges, that rad, amazing department store in England. And we stocked them for a couple of years. And yeah, so it's from straight away, we had like this monumental kind of um, appreciation for the brand and yeah. What was so that fun. like seeing these things happen for you? You know, you worked in fat, you'd studied, worked in it, it had been a passion of yours. Like to see, you know, a UK store pick up your designs, like what was that like? Um, I think as a person, I try and do it more now, but I'm not very good at like going, yeah, <laughs> go me. I just more go, oh, that's rad and have yeah. a distance. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so you very- don't go. It's a very Kiwi thing, though, isn't it? it? Is like right, we're not, yeah. we're not very like, we're not taught to like brag. Like we're like, oh, we don't want to brag, you know? Like yeah. we don't celebrate very much. Yeah, that's so true. So I think more than anything, I'm like, you're only as good as your next season. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're like of- probably constantly thinking about, okay, cool, that's great, but what's yeah, next? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing as a boss, right? You have more than just wondering about paying your own bills. You've got the staff, and you've got the, you know. So it is, and the lease. So. Yeah, there. It's a. It, 
and um, yeah, it is a bigger machine to run than just, yeah. And when did you start Some Kind, which is another label that you had? That's, that's your thing, right? Yeah. So when I did the exhibition three years ago, um, in that time, I also did some neon lights. Yeah. So um, in the exhibition, they got sold so well. So I ended up producing them and I put them under Some Kind, which is, yeah, I guess more my own art and bits and pieces. So that's, yeah, that's been really cool. And then last year I decided to, as as you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is missing some clothes. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, could do with a different collection. Yeah, in yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. And I love the way so many, so much of our market's grown up with us. And, um, and my daughter's now almost 14 and her and her friends seeing them and it's so rad. But then there's also the element now where sometimes I want to wear something a bit dressier or, you know, something a bit that um, probably wouldn't fit under the Federation umbrella exactly right. So yeah. that's um, some kinds my expression of that. I can kind of understand that, though, because, you know, you got to, like, with certain brands, you need to stick with certain things. So if you have other ideas, having, like, some kind means that you can mm. you can do that. And I think having multi-collections and multi-brands is a really good idea. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And that when you go, like, when you're asking about starting a business, I think one of the things that, uh, that you have to make sure you've got some point of difference that you are offering and keep that in mind and that's yeah I think as long as you're doing that and then it's backing up by performing then there's no reason right yeah to have I love having these expressions where I can yeah get to um create clothing I want to wear and neon lights I want to have on in my house all my favorite things so good the best and so then uh, now you've got Ben your husband with you on board like and you guys are so incredible like your designs everything like the collections are looking so good you two are so clever together so yeah well done how's that all how's that all been and you know is that really taken federation to another place yeah I think um like, honestly, I was really, really cautious, overly cautious about working with a partner again, mm. to be honest. I was like, nope, <laughs> that's not happening. And um, and so, and I think it is good to really weigh up the person as a human, not as a partner. And yeah. he is the best person for the job. And we are in a really amazing team. And yeah. So was he already a designer? Yeah, he'd been in the industry for a long time. And I guess his largest lo- um, length of role was one of the managers of a North the North Beach Albany store and then he'd done a lot of sales and but he he was sewing himself at home and altering his clothes and he had a long you know had a lot of yeah that kind of natural um inclination yeah yeah and so yeah you said that you were quite cautious about sort of you know getting him on board to do that with you um had you been like obviously you'd been together before you did that yeah yeah, he um he he was doing a brand at the time when he started working for us, his own brand called Shooting Sparrow, which is super cool, like beautiful candles and um, New Zealand made ceramics and things. So, yeah, so he, it kind of came in under our umbrella with Federation when I, um yeah, when it was just me. And then um we just kind of, it was just, I guess that kind of absorbed in. And so people within the company were doing things for that and then, he's managed to work into a bit more of his genius with doing graphics and the menswear range and things. Yeah. So is it correct that he does menswear and you do women's wear? Yeah. 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 And is that sort of like, cause it would be quite a bit doing both, I think. Yeah. I think that, um, like I still will put my two cents in and he'll do the same with the women's things, but I think it works really well having that 
you know, just having the person that gender doing it is sometimes quite good. Yeah, well, if you're wearing the clothes and especially like having, I'm sure you're fully, completely capable of doing both, but it just means that you can focus your energy on one and he can do the the same and then you probably, it's probably like you can do both do a really good job rather than trying to do like everything yourself. Yeah, no, I like it like this, yeah. (laughs) Because I think that's the thing because I am home for when my kids get home from school and those kind of things are super important for me. So, yeah, I definitely will go, do this shirt like this and yeah, I'm, you know, and cover the buttons and do this. But, um, but at the same time, it's not all the groundwork of doing a whole collection four times a year. Yeah. Four t- that's the thing. It's not only one. You've got to do four collections a year. Is that super stressful? Um, I guess with what you're saying, I've done it for so long. So yeah, it's like, yeah. Normal for you now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at first, like getting used to doing, I mean, I guess you'd been working in fashion anyway, but having your own, baby your own um label was that like at first were you like wow like four times a year was it quite a lot um I think the reality is as a designer you're only designing 10 percent of your job anyway like the rest of it you've got so much other things to do especially when you're doing you know when you're starting out right it's only yeah. Just doing air, everything. It's, <laughs> so, it's not just like designing what you're going to do. You're yeah. like, yeah, that's true. Actually. So you'll be like, do, yeah, like when we started, I'd be, because everything obviously for as long as we realistically found it possible was made in New Zealand. So you'd be driving to the cutters and thinking of designing and then you'd quickly sit down and sketch it out or, yeah. you know, it was. And at that stage, I'd do all the patterns and all the pattern making myself and, you know, like all that kind of thing. So it was, yeah, it was a lot of, um, a lot of like designing while multitasking. Yeah. And I'm you know, like a superstar multitasker. How did you find being in business and also having a family at the same time? Like, I mean, a lot of people do it, but like, what was that like once kids came into the mix? Um, I think that we basically waited until we felt the business was at a stage where, you know, that my hours could be a lot more flexible, even though I w- it would be impossible for me to be removed. And um, yeah, it's, it is a juggle, but it's so cool. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what the kids kind of think because they kind of they take it for granted, I guess, a bit, right? And, yeah, um, yeah. But my daughter, like, literally in the last couple of weeks, is finally getting into fa- like fashion a bit more, not yay. just comfy clothes. Yeah, so, you're like, yay! Yeah, I'm totally like, yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think I see you guys like photos when the girls all like dress up, and I'm like, oh, look, little fig girls, like, so yeah. cool. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. The friends are all like diving into my wardrobe when they come home. <laughs> Like, she's the cool mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, listen, Ryder, did you hear what they said? I'm the cool mom. And as soon as you say that out loud, you're like, I'm so not cool. <laughs> right? It's like, no, no definitely. Cool, no cool mom says I'm cool. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. Um, and you do travel quite a bit for your work as well, which I guess you, you get to take your kids on sometimes. But yeah. a lot of the time, what's like, what's that like, you know, traveling a lot? And, and does that give you a lot of inspiration as well? Yeah, I love traveling. Like it's just, yeah, something I adore. And I love experiencing new um, cultures or new situations. And I think I've gone, I've counted it out, I've gone to China like something crazy, like late 20s or 30 times. Wow. Yeah, and it's so crazy to see the change in the last um, 15 years that I've been going there. But, um, yeah, I yeah I love it and I do, I'm trying to work out when a good time is to take um, the kids there. So, with um, with through se- having a separation, I obviously um share a lot of the custody, so that does give me um opportunity to be able to travel, 
you yeah. know, without the kids in tow. But um, it's my favorite traveling with them. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm just not sure if they'll be up for China you know, just walking yet. the yeah walking the streets in China with us. But, um, is it quite intense? Yeah, yeah. I'd well, say so many. It's just so many people, yes, right? Just all of the people. Hong Kong's not so much, right? But um, yeah, China's like pretty hectic and oh. you get just get used to a really small personal space <laughs> like constantly <laughs> having people touch you <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that sounds intense yeah um, and, and still English is yeah I'm I'm very very low I should learn more Cantonese or Mandarin but I yeah I feel like my brain's like expired on new skills now <laughs> <laughs> there's like so much in there yeah. but I think the English should be pretty good right the people you're dealing with oh uh, yeah definitely all the people we deal with just not taxi drivers and things so <laughs> It's so good now with having a phone. Right? Yeah, having so, Uber. Do they, do they have Uber in China? No. Do they have an equivalent? That sounds terrifying. No, I don't know. Sounds terrifying in China. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't like, trust them? Not so much. I don't know. It's some pretty hectic driving. Um, yeah. Is that why you walk everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> well, even there, yeah. And yeah, Hong Kong's just such a different kettle of fish, right? It's, yeah. It's one of my favorite cities in the Oh well, and I still like completely love China, but it's just for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, do what? Where do a lot of your inspirations come from? And like, obviously, with traveling in different cultures, where do you find your inspiration? Um, I think each. It's just that point of starting each range with something to do with my art and things that have worked really well in the past, and then being really aware of international trends and things as well. Like, you'll see things coming through, and I guess you work out if that's federation or. Not so much. How do you know? Like, obviously you keep an eye on things and like, is it following trends or is it like sort of being a fashion mind? You sort of can, you sort of know a few things that might be in. Like, how do you predict or not predict, but how do you do that? Um, I think you just, uh, you kind of just build on what you, the previous range and what, you know, the feedback you're getting from your customers and those things. But it's definitely, sometimes it is a bit crystal ball, like, a stripe's still going to be in, you know. Like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, you know, I guess for us as a brand, we don't really care too much on that trend thing. We just do what we like, and yeah, and hopefully our customers will too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your stuff's very cool, and like people who will like, I love how you guys use prints a lot as well, like certain prints. Because I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm quite fussy about prints. They have to be prints that I like really like. Yeah, but you often use like I love the stars you've had and a lot of your denim and. And like the leopard coming through as well. Like, yeah. how do you decide on those sorts of things? Just like things you like or think are going to yeah, be cool? To be honest, that's exactly <laughs> what I do. That's like completely, I'm like, I like that. And, um, and I think I also, when you say about that, um, the fabric thing, I think subconsciously I try and make sure it's going to work in with people's wardrobes. Like, mm. when you say that, like some fabrics, you'll be like, oh, that's cool, but what on earth are you going to wear that with? Yeah. Right? And that's and the thing. Like, when I'm, because I, yeah, like I'll like certain patterns, but very, very fussy about them. Mm. But then the ones you choose, like, they suit so many different things. You can wear them with heaps, which is always good when you buy clothes, good. you know? Yeah. And I think that's the thing as a brand, you have to be aware that your the garment you're designing is likely going home to. You know, to live in that person's wardrobe with yeah. their other things, and and that's a cool thing, right? That's part of yeah. having. I think that's the bit that having individual style is more important than following, yeah, trends and things like that. Do you find as well? I, I imagine that being, you know, it's being stuff that you like wearing and that you love. Do you find that 
because I know that working with a brand that you resonate with, does that sort of help it a bit? Because you're like, you know what, you know what people like, like that you're, then they have the same style as sort of as you. Yeah. Does that really help? Do you think? Yeah, it really does. And where our workroom is, it's on um, North Croft Street in Takapuna. We've got a flagship store at the front, and it's I really like that as well because I get to sometimes I'll go and pop in and work for a while, and it's, I just it's like just last week this lady like literally just bought like I don't know like a lot but, um, yeah but she was just so in love with everything mm. and it was so cool to see it on her and yeah and fitting in with you know like yeah just her style and so yeah it, it is really cool being able to relate to our market so much and our staff we've got such an amazing team and I'll you know, bounce off things with them all the time. Yeah, you do choose really good stuff. They're real, like, it just, it's got a good vibe and it's like a good, it's like a good family feel or something in there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks for that. And I think that's um, deliberate. Like, I say that to the team. Like, um, obviously we have, if we have staff issues, I'm like, guys, the main thing is that we stay positive and just work through this if they're having things with each other or, you know, things that they want to talk about. And I think that that's really important me is maintaining a culture that's positive and people want to come to work and yeah yeah what are some things that you'd love to do with federation or with some kind or like any or even outside of that like in the future with your with your brand or your fashion is there anything like you'd really love to do um I guess if you um if personally like I, I ended up through the process selling like a really amazing house that I designed so I really want to do that one day again which was but I don't know where you can even fit you a designed house, right? a house yeah yeah it That's... was so cool but um yeah so now we um it was so rad though just last year we were able to buy a house again but it's like yeah it was definitely um which is just yeah it's still such a blessing right yeah um, yeah, owning a like house a, in Auckland's like yeah, it's a bit like, of a potential leaky townhouse oh that we've managed no. to make look still pretty cool. No, your <laughs> house looks real cool. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so that's definitely on my dream list at some stage, and I would like to do another exhibition as well and with then, your artwork. Yeah, yeah, and then um, we have got quite a few exciting things in the pipeline um, that we've yeah I guess we'll say in the next couple of weeks, but we just. We're going to put a, a flag, another flagship store in Commercial Bay, which has been a big decision, and I'm really excited about what um, that whole development's going to do for the that area. And there's lots of cool things we're mm. we're doing, and I guess just build on what Federation is and make things just try and be the best brand we can be and make people happy. And yeah, buy through clothing, like as shallow you, as it sounds, yeah. right? But, yeah. Are you still selling internationally? Yeah, just a little bit in Australia. Yeah. We, um, I really pulled it all back. I kind of, like what we're saying, I think it's really, really important that you are looking at the bottom line and what's working for you and what mm. isn't. And a lot of international um, exporting we were doing wasn't worth it, to be honest, and the way we were doing it. So we've just pulled it back and, yeah, and just, um, yeah, this morning when we had our board meeting, we're just, we've got a lot of strategy around just doing it really slowly and carefully. And, yeah, I went, I'm not really in a big hurry to try and take on the whole world, but... I want to have a brand of good significance and yeah, no, you're make good decisions, right? You're so. honestly such a boss, babe. Like you're the creative director, but you're running like this, and you have for eighteen years. It's it's pretty amazing. So yeah, well done. Thank you. No, it's really cool. How have you like is self care quite an important thing to you, and and managing to do that for that long? Have you found that you've had to take quite good care of yourself to be able to keep doing it? Yeah, um, I guess indifferent that chapter thing right you can do more in certain times and 
like when I had three children under four, self-care was very down the list. Yeah. <laughs> like just, you know, getting through and just that was a bit more of the goal. But um, now the kids are a bit older and I'm, I'm really quite careful with um, what I put into my body, like, and yeah, taking care of myself and making sure even though I don't want to, I make sure I exercise at least twice a week. And yeah, I... Um, in the past, when I've let that kind of thing go, then it just is frustrating. Nothing worse than trying to get fit again. I know, it's so, <laughs> so annoying. You're like, I used to be able to run. Like, yeah. it's so hard now. I'm like, oh, I like, feel like I'm dying. Oh, that's the you've bit. Been, you've been running quite a bit, right? Yeah, I always run on and off. But yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I'm like, I'll run and then I don't like, I don't, I'm like, it's a summer thing. I like running when it's warm. I don't like mm. running and like, I don't like running in winter. Oh, and just Auckland, it rains right. so much. So I like mm. prefer going to like, I'm, I actually do, like I do Les Mills classes like you. Yeah, yeah. I prefer doing that. And then in summer I find myself like doing more outdoor as well. Yeah, But in winter, cool. I don't know. You can kind of do a bit of it, but it's not as fun. I don't know. I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh. Because it rains so much and I just don't yeah. want to run too much in the rain. And I get a bit terrified running in the dark, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Living on the North Shore. Yeah, we're pretty safe. Like it's pretty we're pretty safe. safe on the North Shore. But I think it's the visual brain. You're yeah. running past these bushes and I can just imagine people jumping yeah, out same. constantly. <laughs> and I'm just, like, I remember running in the dark one night like, and I'm like tripped over my own leg. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am in a liability. You're like, this is not a good <laughs> no, idea. Don't go for a run. <laughs> just lying on the footpath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so um, – I think that's super important. And, yeah, exactly what you said. When I've taken a break, I've gone like, oh, I can't be bothered exercising. And I'm like, stuff it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's only me that then gets frustrated when yeah, you start running again, you can feel all these wobbly bits like everywhere. You're like, oh, God, I didn't I put on that weight on my neck. You know, oh, my shaking. God, no. My neck's shaking. <laughs> so do you find that you're a lot more like um, you're, you sort of have like a – you keep it up a lot more now. Like your self-care yeah. is like a daily regular thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even from little things like I have like a skull of apple cider vinegar and a big cup of water in the morning and and I make sure I do, yeah, like what you said, I go to the gym. I try, I mean, sometimes I'm still like stuff that I want to have a sleep in, <laughs> but I definitely aim for three mornings yeah. a week at least two. Yeah, you've got to, definitely one. You've got to, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you've got to listen to your body though as well. I oh, think yeah, like, totally. I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I feel like you might be similar where, you know, you'll be like, oh, I have to stick to this. And then like, if you don't listen to your body, you can get a bit sick and burnt yeah. out from over-exercising. Oh, no, that's, yeah, it's very, very low risk of that. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I did those, I've done two half marathons in the last month. Yeah, you have, but, um, in the last month. Yeah, but it was only because I, I was doing this Queenstown one. I'm like, may as well just do the Auckland one. <laughs> how, like, I, I've never even done one. How have you managed to do two in a month? Yeah. Like, how do you train for that? Well, that's, I think I didn't train that much. Like I had exactly what you said, that base fitness. Like I have this little like um, route around my block that's yeah. like 5K, big fan of that. Yeah. But um, much longer. So I just kind of just pushed it out a bit like, oh, we'll get through it. And it yeah. seemed to work out okay. But I do think, yeah, like doing those, I do those um, pump classes twice a week. And yeah. It, and then a bit of body balance and yoga. And yeah. That's my kind of thing. Yeah, I'm similar. Apart from Running, I don't really like both feet to leave the ground in a public place like a gym class. <laughs> Not even in a gym class. I don't want to really like jump. I don't know. I like, I like just one foot off the ground at a time. <laughs> Not like those, you know, those body attack ones. oh yeah now body attacks not oh, really cool yeah. anymore anyway isn't it okay everyone's good about news. grit i used to do a lot of oh, grit but this year, same thing i feel like I'm it's just, intense yes yeah, yeah it's just, good but it depends what you're after like i'm um, mm. body pumps 
really good. And, that's and body, I'm all about yoga and body balance yeah. too. Oh, that's exactly my little package. I used so to like a couple of runs thrown in. There yeah. you go. That's my. Um, I think when you, I don't know, when I was younger, I used to think that like, oh, it has to be really high intensity, but it's like, no. Yeah. Is nah. this cool? Yeah. And I think if you, um, exactly what you're saying around that thing, listening to your body and find out what you enjoy. Like, I've got loads of friends that hate running and I'm like don't run then it's mm. like easy to avoid there's yeah. lots of things you can find your thing and but it's yeah I just really do like it and yeah and running like is headspace and totally I think the thing with running is like it can be a bit yuck while you're doing it and then afterwards like how good do you feel yeah, if yeah. you've been a bit stressed as well it's like clears everything yeah no it's it's a it's a good time when it's over yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> how did you work out what worked for you in terms of your self-care um like would it, would it be exercising or like what worked for you in terms of how you best operate and how you best look after yourself? Well, I think that having those goals, like for me, being able to fit my clothes and being kind of that sample size makes my job easier. So that's kind of a bit of a motivation to then work out like my eating and things around that. And I try and eat like healthy 80% of the time, I'd say, with a little bit of thrown in of whatever oh, I, you know. You've got to have whatever. treats. Oh, like, yeah, of course. Daily, I just don't see daily the, treats. I just don't see the point in like what's the point in just, you know, like eating healthy is really important. Mm. Like what's the point in living if you're not going to like live and enjoy mm. yum things, you know? No point. No point. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's super important and doing things that, like I love hanging out with my friends and and having that good, um, obviously I've got a balanced team at work of amazing um, people who are, really good at what they do and it's so nice then to also just have fun girl time and you know and then yeah my brother is a really close um both business and personal um friend so he's really important to me as well yay down those um australian um siblings though that move there i mean oh really yeah so they're in melbourne now yeah um, it's like half of my family have moved to melbourne too which is great to be able to go there all the time but like yeah, you sort of, it's weird. As you get older, I sort of realise, because I haven't lived in the same city as my family a long time, you sort of realise that, oh, it'd be kind of cool to have them around. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess a place like Melbourne, it's, at least you get to go and you can go visit them. Yeah, and when you do visit them, you're obviously staying with them. So you yeah. have you know, like a, a lot of quality time together. And Yeah, and Melbourne's nice. such a cool city. Yeah, like so good. You'd so get, good. I think Federation, would. you'd get some cool ideas for Federation there. Yeah, I love I love Melbourne, and it's so. I guess it's not so far. Perth would be annoying, right? If oh a yeah, moved, that's a family like, member moved to Perth. Like that's a six-hour flight or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is. And the time so, difference, and like it's yeah. really expensive to get there. Yeah. So yeah. So Melbourne, out of yeah, it's it's working for us. That's so. good. <laughs> what would be something you would tell your younger self? You know, like some advice you could would be able to give younger Jenny. <laughs> um, I would. Def- I think some advice that I think in general I try and tell myself. Is be kind to yourself and others. Like that's just what I think is super important. And I, as I still am a lot, but as a younger self, I was so hard on myself. And yeah, I would just and put my um when you're saying about that self care and things, I think it is also about mentally just making sure you realize how important you are. And and even just having that shift then makes you treat yourself and this one body we get with more respect in our mind and make, yeah. Or does that make sense? Yeah. All those no, totally those things and, and having goals is important and, but it's only, it can't come at the compromise to mm. um, your well being and 
Yeah. Do you think you, because I, th- I know I used to do that. I'd be like, oh, I've got all these goals and I'm like really want to do this. And I'd put that ahead of myself and my like personal like self-care. Like, did you find that you probably did that a bit as well to try get stuff done and try achieve everything you wanted to achieve? Oh, totally. And I think if you have got that inclination, it's easy to go, I'll rest when this is done and I'll rest when this is done. And then you often don't even do that. So I do now, but when I was younger, I definitely yeah. would go, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's like a, it's like a catch 22 with that. Like being like that is not good for you. Like to, you've got to learn how to rest and stuff, but it definitely gets stuff done. And it's probably how you've been able to do all the things you have been able to do with your business. And yeah, it's so well done. Yeah. We, I think especially in those early days, like when you say that, I remember waking up at like 3am and going and just going and pattern making next door and just, yeah, you just, because you literally have a deadline mm. that you can't move and yeah, trying to juggle so many things. I can't, I can't imagine how much you've had to juggle. Yeah. You're a boss being able to do it all now. Oh, you know, just keep, just try and keep the balls in the air. <laughs> Oh, awesome. And any advice to anyone who, yeah, like is really trying to find out what they want to do or they want to do something really cool, whether it be like a side hustle or just their career, what would you tell them? Um, I think just do some planning and spend, spending some really good time just thinking through and think through, okay, this is how it would go the best way. This is what, because often there's not really the worst that could happen and it's probably, I think, I always encourage everyone to give things a go and, and um, yeah, I, you've got a lot to, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that you can make the most of and by not giving it a go, you're only going to lose, right? You're not going to, so it's, yeah, I think it's, I encourage people to do things they're passionate about and, and especially if you, you're truly passionate about something and you are good at it, then the money hopefully will follow and the success will hopefully follow, but I think if it's the other way and you're just chasing money and chasing success, I don't personally think, mm. well, not only would that not really be very satisfying because at the end of the day, when's enough and yeah, what's, but you've got to fill your days with things that give you, yeah, joy and, yeah, and um, satisfaction. So, yeah. Yeah. So obviously like having a plan, but then sometimes I think what I've sort of learned and through other people like who I've interviewed, you know, people just say, just start something and it's, and that will all work itself out in terms of the money side of it, the business side of it. If you've got an idea, just start and go with it. Yeah. And I think that if you look at it in that way, like a moving car is easier to steer than a parked car. So as long as, yeah, do your research and make sure you've got it generally heading in the right direction. Mm. But I don't believe in waiting for a perfect time for anything because yeah, we'll Long time to wait for that perfection. <laughs> You'll be waiting forever. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. It's been really cool. I'm sure that people will find this really helpful. Thank you. Good. Pleasure. Nice to talk to you too. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Vorbin, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on apps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing this independent podcast with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps so much in spreading the self-love message. To find the Self-Love Club resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com, and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram. Also, feel free to join the Self-Love Club community on Facebook, where you can connect with other members around the world. 
We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year with weekly episodes available each Monday, like another Love Lessons with Gaia next week, Brody Kane after that, and heaps more. Catch you soon, babes.